what do you call the prelude to dinner? It's like an, an appetizer. Act. Appetizer. It's the <laughs> cereal ap- appetizer. Yeah. Cereal nice. appetizer. True story. Spilled her venti pumpkin spice cold brew. A uh, cold brew in your new car. Yeah, in the back. All I heard was, "Oh no." I like to tell you that I spent, uh, I stayed up all night thinking about these, but I really didn't. Okay. Well, that's hurtful. There is a debate in the Maddox household. Can you confirm that Brent left the classroom because of Trent Maddox? No, no, no knowledge of that. <laughs> we no, do we, have a research team. We have a research team and people don't even realize it. I didn't even realize it. It's great to be with all of you for Worth the Journey, a Worthington Schools podcast. My name is Angie Adrian, and I get to serve Worthington Schools as the Assistant Superintendent of Academics. Oh my God. You drink, right? I did. <laughs> right when you're supposed to introduce yourself, you're drinking your coffee. We haven't done this right? in a while. So um, I'm Jeff Maddox. I'm the Director of Human Resources. And together we are your hosts for this podcast and really appreciate you taking the time to hear the stories of those that we get to work alongside of in Worthington Schools. Thanks for tuning in to today's Worth the Journey podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, our Worthington Schools website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Worthington Schools is a district of about 11,000 students and 1,400 staff. We do take pride in building strong relationships with others, um, which we believe truly impacts our culture. Culture makes people understand each other better. And if we understand each other better, it's definitely more fun to work together. 100%. It's always nice to come to a space (laughs) where you enjoy the people you work with. The culture that we talk about in Worthington Schools really encompasses the shared values, traditions, and I would say diverse perspectives that shape the identity of our community. Our mission in Worthington Schools is to empower a community of learners who will change the world. In this podcast, we get to interview others who are already changing the world through the intentional efforts of storytelling. Storytelling triggers brain responses that affect both our mental and our physical makeup. My stories brain are, is currently triggered and reminding good. myself of you telling I'm glad me because stories are proven to motivate and change minds. Worth the Journey is a podcast with the purpose of just that, to share the stories of the awesome humans that we get to work alongside of each and every day in Worthington Schools. Everyone has a story to tell, but not everyone has someone to listen to it. As I think about our next guest, I want to just have some conversation about him. Okay. There's so much to share about his service to others, but I just can't get this number out of my head. 53. Not his age. Sure. But 53 years of service to others, and he is still working. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, our next guest has a service heart. Uh, He'll be able to share why he has a service heart, but 53 years is... An unbelievable number. Now, 53 years this educator has dedicated himself to our young people. His enduring commitment to the betterment of young minds has truly shaped not only their academic journeys, but also instilled the values that truly extend beyond um, the classroom. He believes in serving and giving back. That's really just what he, that's, that's how he's grounded. He's grounded in that service to others. And while he's not been in Worthington his whole life, he's been here for 14 of those 53 years. That's pretty cool. We're definitely blessed to have him here for 14 years. I don't think people understand the depth of this podcast and how we have <laughs> um, a research team. that We nobody, do have a research team. We have a research team and people don't even realize it. I didn't even realize it actually. Yeah, and that research team gave me some feedback that, I was totally unaware of. Two in particular colleagues were a part of that research team. 
um, and shared that that he's really routine driven. He mm-hmm. gets to work every day by 7.10. Not too much a minute before, a minute after. It's 7.10 that they see him walking into work. Three jackets to every work day. Every, every day. He's yeah. always got three jackets. When you walk in, do you carry coffee? I do carry coffee, um, but this, this particular guest carries Tim Hortons yeah. every day. Finally, I am told that he always wears khaki pants. <laughs> well, welcome, Carl Fisher. It's so awesome to have you as a part of our podcast this morning. Nice to be here. Carl, why don't you take this opportunity to talk about your family? My wife's name is Mary, and uh, recently we celebrated our 51st wedding anniversary back in May. We have two kids. Our son's name is Brent. His wife's name is Rochelle, and they have two children, Elena, who is 15, and Kylie, who just turned 11. Our daughter's name is Kirsten. Her husband's name is Matt, and they have two children as well. The oldest is Reagan. She is 10. And Caden is seven. Since we've been down here in central Ohio, our son and daughter both have built a house and moved and still have stayed within 15 minutes of us. And uh, we feel very fortunate that uh, we're able to uh, be as close to our kids and grandkids as we are. All the grandkids are involved in several different activities, uh, functions, sports. We make every point possible to attend all those if we're able to. Right. That closeness has to be really nice. I got to imagine you got some weekend um, grandparent duties. We're usually just a phone call away. Yeah, that makes uh, it nice. Tell us about yourself. Well, I went to um, the Lakota High School, the original Lakota High School, and um, graduated in 1966. <clears throat> got my uh, bachelor's from Finley College at the time in 71 and started teaching right away at Fosteria High School. So I spent 30 years at Fostoria. I actually taught for 10 years math, and then I did um, school counseling for 20, but the last seven of that was also as the athletic director. Left Fostoria after 30 years and was off a year, and that year I was off about October, and my wife said, uh, you need to find something to do. So <laughs> I, um, Like every good wife should say. <laughs> Tiff and Columbian called me and wanted me to be their athletic director, so I went over there for seven years, which was a good move for me. In April of 09, my wife's company uh, closed their doors and left Faustoria, moved out of town. Both our kids were in the area, Columbus, Central Ohio area here. So um, I was ready to leave education a second time. So I, uh, I left Tiffin and we moved down here. I went to some neighboring districts and ironically, I had a master's in school counseling my bachelor's had expired. Some of them would not hire me to sub because it, at that time they were looking for subject-specific subs. I did sub one day at Marysville, and then mm-hmm. uh, then I got on board here. And obviously, Dr. Bowers is why I'm here today. He hired our daughter to teach first grade at Marysville when he was elementary principal there and got to know him. And as you all well know, with elementary teachers, they spend a lot of time in their classroom. We spent a lot of time in her classroom getting it ready for the school year. He's HR director here when we moved down here. So I came in and chatted with him and about an hour later after talking to him and Diane Shoddy and Becky Smith and Karen Holt, I got my ID and I'm on board. I've been in every building in the district, currently at Thomas, which I really like. I think in my early days, I was in Thomas more than I was in any other building. I prefer the high school because that's my background. So if I got the Kilbourne or Thomas, I was happy. Those days that good old Karen Holt would call me and say, <laughs> Carl, I've been holding you out, but I really need someone to do kindergarten at Worthington Estates, for example. Oh, man, 
<laughs> that just I, I wasn't your I choice. I didn't relish those days, <laughs> but they came and went, and you know, here we are. But I got a lot of jobs at, at Thomas by accident, probably, and I've done a long term for every school counselor at Thomas, except for Kelly Swearingen. So uh, I, I've spent most of my time at Thomas, and, then, and now that being here, uh, being there every day is is a uh, is a plus for me. Hence the reason he has at Thomas Worthington High School Athletics. Three-quarter zip on, so officially a staff member at Thomas Worthington High School. In what capacity, Jeff? He is a, um, yep. a permanent guest teacher, but um, I don't think that title actually explains um, the value of Carl Fisher at Thomas Worthington High School. Why don't you jump in and share a little bit beyond just long-term counseling um, of what you've done at Thomas Worthington and how you've made a difference there? I'm sure others would say I made a difference there, but um, there there's good people there to work with. I've been able to help out with most of the testing there. Over the years, um, got to work with Geno Smith and Allie Sealing and Emily Greenwald, uh, Todd Keenan, uh, now Brett Schaefer, and then the secretaries that, that do all the work, Joe Burkholder and Kathy Montag and Liz Keener, and now Lou Thomas. Uh, the staff has been great. I know a lot of the staff members that have been there a long time really well. I know their expectations. I know when I go into a classroom what their kids are expected to do. What I will say is his position as a permanent guest teacher is of utmost importance in our district. Is that correct, Jeff? I mean, in the oh, work that you do. Valuable. Tell people all the time that there are many people in our lives that we rely heavily on and permanent guest teachers I would put up high on that list. Um, they are folks who have allowed us and afforded us the ability to be able to keep this thing going. And Carl is a huge part of that. And Carl is kind of underplaying all of his value in there. Thought he would have uh, dove into um, his relationship with the athletic department as well and working alongside Jen Goebel. Um, there are many things that um, Carl has done for us that um, have put us in a really good position. And I know Jen Goebel and I have talked very highly of Carl and, and the relationship they have. For our listeners out there who may not know what a permanent guest teacher is, um, explain mm -hmm. to them um, what we do that's pretty unique in Worthington Schools um, and how we offer positions as such. So around June, um, a little bit of July, we really turn our attention to not filling jobs for the upcoming school year, but we turn our, our attention to looking for folks who can come and enjoy uh, join the Worthington Schools um, through uh, the Franklin County ESC. Um, and we have three different kinds of permanent guest teachers. Uh, one we call a building PGT, where you go to the same building like Carl does every day, um, and you build relationships with the students and the staff and the parents uh, and the administrators, and you plug yourself in uh, where you're needed. Uh, we have long-term PGTs that you are, in fact, a PGT, but you're in a long-term assignment. Oftentimes in Worthington schools, it's for maternity leave, which is awesome. Uh, we have so many babies in our district that uh, every new baby gets a Worthington onesie. Um, and then the third kind of permanent guest teacher we have is um, called a floater PGT. And Carl mentioned Karen's name. Karen will work with you the night before, the morning of. She will call you and say, hey, we need you in this assignment today. Um, and then the next day she'll call and say, we need you in this assignment. The reality of a PGT in Worthington is oftentimes you can be all three in a given school year. Um, and uh, it has worked really well for PGTs to 
come in and and treat it like an on-the-job job interview. Absolutely. Um, and work alongside our incredible teachers. Um, and we have a lot of positive success stories um, uh, coming out of from our PGTs. We value teachers in the classroom with our students. We understand and know that that's the most significant difference um, in a child's life. And, and also know that when they need to be out, um, we understand that as well. And so what you've done um, in your office and, and in our work in hiring permanent guest teachers allows for consistency with our students. And I think that matters. Kind of shifting gears here a little bit. Um, each year, Dr. Bowers puts together with his communication team and several others um, what we call convocation in Worthington schools. And we bring our entire um, Worthington school staff um, together. And this year, um, you were recognized at convocation. And I think um, prior to that happening, um, Dr. Bowers gave you a phone call and said, hey, I just want you to know I'm going to talk about you at convocation. I'm not sure how all of that happened, but I do want to know what went through your mind um, when you got that phone call or when you heard him um, speak about you. My relationship with Trent is um goes back to when he hired our daughter and, and he hired me to sub, which, you know, was a good thing to happen for, for me and my family. And, okay, I'll, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. So I decided that I would go, which I did. As the morning is going on, and he started talking about the phone call he got maybe from my daughter on how that played out, but about this person moving from Northwest Ohio. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness gracious. I just, I could have crawled underneath the seat. We do things because it's the right thing to do, and I like doing it, whether it's with officiating, whether it's from my times as being athletic director, and I got some honors from that too, or from being a sub in Worthington schools, I don't think a lot of us look for accolades. We don't, we don't work for that. So it's not my nature to want something like this to happen, but it was very humbling. He had some very kind words to share on my behalf, and I, I do appreciate that. I think those kind words came easy to him, Carl. Um, you know, in conversation with him before um, convocation, he, you know, we were talking about you, and he just looked at me and said, you know, someday when I grow up, I want to be just like Carl Fisher. And he means that. Um, he appreciates the work that you do, not just for Worthington schools, but the work that you've done. Um, and as he looks at your career of 53 years, um, as we all look at it, it, there's a lot to look up to um, in the work that you do. And you've truly made an impact um, on the students and staff that you've had um, the ability to work with. So we, we appreciate that. And I know because um, you are a role model for Trent, um, I'm curious, um, in your life, who's been that role model for you? Probably my high school guidance counselor. When I was a junior in high school, we had a career day, and uh, I got to be uh, the school counselor for the day. He was a, a, the cross-country coach, just an all-around good guy. A couple of years after I got out of high school, he took over the basketball job. So I did a lot of scouting for him at the time I was in college while he was coaching. We got to be good friends with uh, you know him and his wife. And when I started my student teaching at Faustoria, he was still a basketball coach at Lakota. <laughs> so... I'm coaching with him. Now he's got me on his staff as a volunteer. So I'm coaching with him, and I've got kids in class at Australia that are going to be playing against Lakota. So I'm on the opposite side of the bench from where they are sitting. So during that week leading up to the games, and we played them twice that year, they were kind of putting on me a little bit and how they're, you know, they're going to beat the Raiders and whatever, <laughs> whatever. So we, we had a lot of fun with that. But when I started teaching at Australia, I think after my first year, the uh, 
the coach of his coaching cross country didn't want to do it. He said, Carl, you need to take this over. I said, well, I only ran cross country one year when I was a senior because our coach made us do that before basketball. But um, sure, I'll do it. So I got with this this gentleman, my school counselor. His name is Myron Klein, a legendary coach in cross country. Is now deceased. He gave me a lot of a lot of tips, strategies I could use in uh, coaching cross country, and he gave me a couple books to read to help me along the way. But uh, gave me a lot of insight, which helped me be fairly successful in, in coaching cross for 22 years at Australia. There's just a common theme in this interview today, and that is we truly become who we are because of the people in our lives um, that helped us get there, right? I can think about my parents who um, helped me growing up and becoming the the young um, female leader that I am today. Um, they play a, a key role in that. I can think about my high school coaches. Um, you know, there's just a, a ton of people. And, you know, when I when I think about Carl... I'm sure you can think about, too, the people in your lives that has um, really helped transform who you are as a leader. Do any, does anyone come to mind for you? Uh, of course. And as I was listening to Carl talk, you could just kind of reflect on your own mentors in your life. Yep. And um, like all of us, if you really spend the time to think about it, there's different chapters in your life that people pop up that are important and uh, shaping. So without a doubt, my parents... Um, who are still with us and awesome. Um, but then what got me into education is a guy by the name of Paul Roman. Mm. And I could go on and I on and Paul. on about Paul. Um, <laughs> Paul was an incredible influence positively in my life that shaped me um, into becoming and wanting to become a special ed teacher. Um, and then he happened to be the dean of students when I was a young principal at Perry Middle School. And um the power of that relationship was very important to me. So there are many people in my life like yours and Carl's and Corey's as well that we have helping us and guide us. And you spoke earlier about Carl. I mean, having been here for 14 years, Carl, in Worthington Schools, you've you've helped mentor people along the way, especially um, I know you talked about Jen Goebel. Mm -hmm. When Jen stepped in as athletic director, you were at Thomas and you had that experience as athletic director. So you're hired as a PGT but your work <laughs> impacted way beyond um, being a permanent guest teacher because you took it upon yourself um, to ensure that the adults in the building were also successful. I have had several other permanent guest teachers that, and I, and I share with them all the time that I'm not looking for a full-time job. I just like being here. You're looking for a full-time job. These are some of the things you need to you know, consider. And you, know, you take care of the secretaries, you take care of the custodians, you take care of the you know, the principals take care of, you know, the people in the lunchroom take care of, you know, whoever. And invariably when they get a job, they will maybe send me a note saying, thanks for sharing some things with me. Good things happen to good people. What brings you joy in that role? One thing is going to the same place every day. Uh, I don't have to get up in the morning and wonder where I'm going to be. I like the people I work with. Being a Thomas for the last six or eight years, I've got to know a lot of the kids. I've been an intervention specialist a lot. Um, currently, I'm in that position right now. I get to know those students. They get to know me. Um, they know how I operate. I know how they operate. I think I'm fair and consistent. I think they know that. I get along well with the kids. A good friend of mine that was a high school principal said to freshmen during their orientation, be where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sometimes that doesn't always happen. So you have to pick and choose your battles. What is helpful and what has been a hindrance in, in that role. The day goes better when you have great lesson plans. 
the better the lesson plans, the better the classroom or day goes for that particular teacher. You've taken us through um, your journey. So as we book in that and think about 53 years in education, talk to us just a little bit about what you have seen evolve or change um, in public education in those 53 years. One thing is there's more demands on uh, the teachers currently than what there was 20, 30 years ago. Uh, There's more demands on the students. Graduation requirements have changed drastically. The amount of course offerings available to students has increased greatly. You know, currently we're we're teaching college credit courses at at Thomas Wellington and at Kilbourne. Even at the Career Center, the, the number of opportunities available to kids at the Delaware Area Career Center has drastically improved or increased in the last several years. And then technology. Back in the day, you know, you didn't have TVs in the classroom. You didn't have uh, all the platforms to receive material or to present material to kids like we do now. So the kids have a whole new avenue of receiving material from what we what they used to 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Those are all the changes. What remains the same? Kids are still kids. Teachers are still teachers. You know, expectations are still there. Kids are kids. Teachers are teachers. And um, the relationships are of utmost importance as they were 30 years ago, right? I mean, that that relationship between a child and a teacher um, and with the families um, is really what matters most. I think Dr. Bauer's uh, uh, idea of being kind to kids hasn't changed. We didn't have a model like that, but everyone felt that we still need to be kind to kids 30 years ago. That will always be the case. You think if about not, it staff. should be. Yes, <laughs> that's true. You think about our staff, um, one could even argue that the relationship piece has changed. Um, the depth of relationships now that our staff has with our kids is just, it's humbling. Um, the connectivity our staff has with our kids and their families and truly understanding the individual stories of each kid that walks in that building uh, is really cool. And, you know, that's a generational thing. Um, You know, when we went through school, relationships were there, but it was a different kind of relationship. Uh, The depth that we see the staff now is is really cool. Yeah, I agree. You know, when I talk to people about my experiences in Worthington schools, that's the that's the thing that comes top of mind to me is just the culture, the positive culture, mm-hmm. um, the focus on relationships and ensuring that all of our students have a trusted adult. Yep. Um, and my guess is Carl's been a trusted adult to, to many of our students in his years in Worthington schools. So. 53 years. 50, 14 in Worthington schools, 14 53 yeah. total. That's exactly yeah. right. All right, Carl, it's about that time. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, so here we go. As a longtime podcast listener, Carl, you know the rules, and that is you cannot pass on any of these. You have to have a take. Um, if you don't have a take, I will wait uncomfortably until you have one. If you got an extra hour a day, what would you do with it? I probably would watch... A little bit more of Sports Center than what I do. You do know it's just on a loop and they keep replaying that, right? <laughs> it's not any different. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite sports memory of all time? Detroit Tigers winning the 1968 World Series. I saw game five, which was at Detroit. Um, wow. They were down three to one to St. Louis Cardinals. LK line got the big hit in the fifth inning or sixth inning to uh, put them up and they won that game. Then they won the next two, beat the Cardinals. Do you have any phobias? Don't really like heights. I, I don't know. mind flying. You have any phobias, Ange? I definitely am with Carl on that. I don't like heights. Corey, you got any phobias? My knees get weak. I'm afraid of stuff near my eyes, 
So oh. I'm not able to wear contacts. Well, to remember that. Corey's saying I talk with my hands. I better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would say I'm, I'm afraid of spiders too, probably. But if you won the lottery, what is the one thing you would buy? We're always talking about traveling. We've been to Alaska for our 40th anniversary. Did you do the cruise and land? We went to Hawaii this mm -hmm. summer. We'd go back to Hawaii in a heartbeat. Yeah. What island if, were you on? We were on Kauai, Maui, and um, Oahu. Mm -hmm. We were there two weeks before the fire. We would like to take the drive out west to see the national parks. Maybe another car. What is your favorite movie of all time? Home Alone. Oh, it's just I would have never guessed I would have Home Alone never guessed that. Carl. Well, uh, watch any time. Or Sisters. Sister Act. Sister Act. That's nice. I'll tell, tell you, another one I like is Head and Figures. Is your bedroom clean or messy right now? Oh, it's clean. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, black raspberry chip. From Graders? Oh, or absolutely. Oh, yeah. That is so good. Uh, what is the best part of being a grandparent? Just being able to see them grow up, how their personality changes as they grow up. Currently have the Arlo's Wins sophomore in high school now and... You know, she's going to turn 16. The other two are going to be in sixth grade next year. That's almost hard to believe, but uh, just, just watch them grow up, watch them be successful. What are your hobbies? I like to clean cars. I don't do it for a living, but it's just something I have always enjoyed doing. This past summer, I worked on everyone in the family's car. What are you most grateful for? Four lovely grandkids, mm -hmm. fantastic wife. 51 years. Don't get a whole lot better than that. Yeah. All right. You know, all of these questions build up to the most important question. And that is, what is the greatest cereal of all time? The greatest cereal of all time or my favorite cereal? No, the greatest cereal of all time. Have a hard take on this one, Carl. Own it. I, I think it's Frosted Mini Wheats. Ooh. I don't think we've had that one yet. So. Why wouldn't it be? I mean. No, that's a good one. It's good. <laughs> do you like just the fries of any weights or do you like the flavored ones too? The blueberry, the chocolate, the strawberry. Natural. Natural. The the original, the OG of frosted of Last night, Angie called me and I was actually eating a bowl of combined blueberry frosted mini weights and booberry. Now, Bo Jeff, was that like. For your dinner, or was it dessert, or like oh, that was I was I, I didn't even respond when you said that to me. <laughs> like we, we were talking about today's podcast, and I was like, "Did he just say he's eating a bowl of cereal and it's mixed?" I like I had no words. What do you call the prelude to dinner? It's like a An snack. appetizer. Appetizer. It's the <laughs> cereal appetizer. Yeah. Cereal nice. appetizer. Carl, thank you so much for. The opportunity not just to to sit and talk with you about your experiences in education and the impact you've made on other people, but also your commitment to Worthington Schools, 14 of those 53 years serving as a permanent guest teacher in our district. We say thank you. We certainly learned from you today and can't wait for our audience to have the opportunity to listen to you and learn from you as well. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. And I, I, I've told, uh, I've shared other people uh, this too, but if it wasn't a good place to be, I wouldn't be here. Thank you, Carl, for everything you've done. Thanks for tuning in to today's Worth the Journey podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, our Worthington Schools website, or wherever you get your podcasts. A big thanks to Corey Carter and our communications team for making this podcast a reality. And of course, to our students at The Ohio State University in the communications department. The journey may not always be easy, but it'll definitely be worth it. Thanks for taking care of each other and have a great day out there.